Welcome back and happy new year. It's instigating with Clarkie and Drury back on the airwaves. Ryan Drury, Chris Clark, producer Adam, we're back in action. Fellas, I mean, Clarkie, happy new year, man. It's been a while. Happy new year to you. And I'm going to just uh, uh, make an excuse off the top here. If I'm doing this a lot, I, I have lost my glass. Glasses. We we took a couple weeks off, and I cannot find my computer glasses. So that's just a little uh, PSA moving forward that I'm not I'm going to be looking like this because I got to look yeah. out of the bottom of my glasses. You know what it's like? No, you don't. No, I don't because I don't lose stuff. And and yeah, you're just looking <laughs> out of like the bottom of your head right now for yeah. our viewers. That's yeah. great. Anyway. Um, I want to mention, of course, we're always. As always, brought to yep. you by our great yep. friends at Cool Bet Canada. Our friend yep. Jake Bolamos is going to come on in a little bit to chat about the upcoming opening wildcard round of the NFL playoffs. Lots of great matchups to get onto. And remember, you can always use my favorite bet builder tool on Cool mm. Bet. It's my favorite, but we're going to be chatting money line and spreads with our friend Jake. Of course, brought to you as always by the Listful Squash Courts and our new friends at Larry Hudson's Chevrolet Buick GMC, Mr. Clark. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Very exciting yeah. for us. Well, there you go. We do have a new sponsor here in 2023. Happy New Year. And uh, right now, as you know, Ryan, I work there, so uh, it's kind of good. But right now, oh, we, have, we have an abundance of Colorados and Canyons, blue and black. If you like blue, oh, I love wow. the blue color. Blue is my color, actually. I'm um, a blue guy. I love the blue. It's leaf blue. That's what I call it, maple leaf blue. <sighs> but we have an abundance of them right now. So we have a special on right now. If you come on down to Larry Hudson's, free winter tires. How's that? For a wow. Free we winter tires. And who can't use a $500 gas card? That wow. too. That, too, with every purchase of a Colorado or Canyon. Uh, there's the inside. It's got Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. Um, it, it's really a nice little truck. Uh, it is the mid-sized truck. It's not the big Sierra or, uh, or Silverado, uh, but it's a very nicely equipped truck. So if you have a sales rep already, please come down and ask for your sales rep. If you don't, Clarkey is your guy. Clarkey so is Hudson's, your guy. 1000 Wallace Avenue North in Listwell. Hudson's has it beautiful i love it free winter about that free winter tires and hey a 500 gas card and and in this economy that means you can fill up twice so that's pretty great come on now the colorado and canyons are pretty good on gas you know they they are good on uh, gas actually they have the little 3.6 liter v6 um so still you know you can tow and stuff but uh not bad on fuel as well trucks eh yeah, they are. They absolutely are. Yep. That's some punch. Absolutely. They do. They so you do. can fill up four times in today's uh, economy. I would say and that's nothing to do least. with the vehicle. That's no, nothing no. to do it's with the, the vehicle. The gas. I get it. That's the the evil uh, gas wizards at Exxon or whoever the hell's extracting oil these days. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you for that. But GMC color. Hey, look at that. It's it's beautiful. Thanks to our friends at Larry Hudson's. You know who else is a little black and blue? Chechia after that world junior final. Man, oh man. Czechia, I, not Czech. Czechia. Yes, Czechia. Thank yes. You. Thanks for checking me on Czechia. No problem. There. Let's get the name and, of the country right. And and let's well, let's get the refereeing right. Like, okay, let's just get this out of the way. Yeah, let's the, get it out of the way. The, Canada 
awesome that they they won gold. I'm I'm thrilled that they won gold. Uh, I I that was the worst ref World Junior Tournament why? of all time. Hold on, why? Why the refereeing was? Are you talking about? Are you talking about a certain call? Or the, no, just I'm talking overall. about ev- almost every single call. I would say the balance of 90% of the calls were horrific. And well, it, it all started is, right? like it, it all is. started with the ridiculous Zach Dean five minute major in the yeah. opening game yeah. against Czechia mm-hmm. on Boxing Day, which was mm-hmm. embarrassing that that was a call. He didn't even get the guy's head. And again, the European rules, you just let guys skate around with your head buried up your ass with a guy right against the boards with the puck. And the guy lays a clean check right into his chest and he gets a five minute major. We cannot it's going to happen because the it's the double IHF that sanctions the tournament. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. Like the European style of refing, I don't want it. I well, want- here, here's the problem. Here's the problem. You can't yeah. put a Canadian ref on when there's a Canadian game on. That's the problem. I but I agree I with you. Like you just don't trust these guys to be, you know, impartial. That's basically the bottom line because we know that the best referees are in Canada. And probably the U.S. to a certain degree as well. We know that, but when it comes and the to the IWHF knows that, yeah, but they yeah. can't do it. They can't and, do it. And you're right. You're right. And it's not even it's not even for me, Clarky, a question of impartiality. Mm-hmm. That's not my my issue here. It's the standard and the no, things no. that they pick and choose. No, no, no and, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that's that's the IWHFs. Right. Yes. Not putting. You don't want to have nothing, but they don't think they'll be impartial. Oh, the Canadian ref is going to just call penalties on the other team all the time. Come on. Right. Come on. If you watch a Leaf game with a Canadian referee, but if you look now, let's not get off track here. Give me a break, Matthews. It's not the way it goes. But let's let's go the other way with that argument, though, because the way that the game was refed, that Boxing Day game, and I'm not talking about just Canada here. I'm not whining yeah, on behalf yeah. of yep. our guys not getting calls or something. Every game of the tournament was horrifically refed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought they were terrible from first whistle to last. I thought they were a joke. And and it's frustrating for everybody. Most of these guys, the high-end guys, are going to go play in the NHL where it's they're going to be used to a completely different standard of refereeing the way the game should be played yep. with some physicality and some punch. And the calls that were not getting called on Canada in that Boxing Day game and in the gold medal game, Czechia should have been shorthanded about five or six times in the first period alone on their power play that they had. And I know what everybody's going to say, Ryan, both teams only had one power play. I don't, that's not what refs are there for. Right. You call to count how many power plays and then make up. No, it's not, not Tim Peel here. This yeah. isn't about oh well. This team's already had two, right? And this so we guy better not nudge to right, die. Exactly. And I'm going to call interference because I feel bad making it three straight penalties. No, no. If it's a penalty, it's a penalty. Right. And on the power play that Czechia had, there were two hooks and a trip not mm-hmm. called on Canada players trying to clear the puck. That is a blatant. Every single time call when you're shorthanded, 
the the referee should be enhanced on what you're doing. You're trying to just fight the puck out of the zone. It doesn't matter. I thought they were awful. I thought that the refereeing standard in every game, Sweden, Slovakia, Austria, Germany, they were all bad. And I never want to see that collection of referees again. And to be perfectly frank, it made me sick at the end on live television after Dylan Genther scored the OT winner for golden goal with the one, I would say the best goal song in Canadian world juniors history, heaving away for the boys. Well, okay. <laughs> I think he was just shocked. Like he couldn't believe that he scored that goal. Can Adam but, play it? Does Adam have that song? We should play it. We should play it. That's putting <laughs> Get him it the in spot. post there, Adam. Yeah. No, play it. It, it's, it's, uh, it's the best goal song ever, but Belief should it use made it. me sick when they got awards at the end. The, the referee crew all got awards. I know. I know they yeah. do it every year. I, I, I almost Here's threw the up. reward for the referees. It's crazy. The, let me just say this, and this is going to piss off a lot of our friends who are referees. Our, our buddy Steve, of course, and, and there are a lot of great officials out there. But let me just be very clear. When it comes to the on-field on court or on ice product that strictly the referees are the worst part of sports they are hey they dude, are dude they, leafs, like, no leafs, one leafs nashville wednesday night was atrocious as well it was awful that, he, that headshot on camp was right, right? a five minute major yeah Every day of the week, but and they camp got up. Wound. You know what salt in the wound was when they made him go to the to the dark room, the quiet room. That like, made sense, of course. It made sense, but also, how can you not call a penalty and then send I him know. to the dark room? Like, give me I a know. break. And and the referees like looking for that holding the stick call a minute earlier, and it's like I didn't see the hold of the stick. I saw lean and like, but how can you like? Make but sure you, you call the that, holding though. the stick call, which isn't going to hurt anybody. And but then how do you see Camp that gets though? elbowed in the head, interference, yeah. not looking, targets the head, and no call. And then Morgan Riley gets a high stick in the face with a ref five feet from him with four minutes to go. The and Leafs the in the high stick. It. Luckily, they got together this time and made the right call. But like, how in the world? I know. And, and Ryan, I've said it for ten years. They need yeah. one upstairs in the in the in the. They do. Take they one do. off the ice and get one upstairs and they let do. them watch things and let them look at replays and say, oh. "I can't do it anymore, Clarky. Look, it, I can't it's ridiculous. Do this, I can't do this dance that we we're always going to do. You and me together, and everybody else who's a sports fan. Yep. I can't do this anymore because yep. the the little dalliance that we do with Gary at his state of the address at the Stanley exactly. Cup final every year is that we have the best officials in the world. No, we they have don't. the best officials in the world. And, you know what else and the game is off? really fast. The game is so fast. So if it's so fast, Gary, right, right, Gare Bear, help me out here in Fix the new it. year. Gare. Fix the problem that you do have. Put somebody upstairs to help them out. Exactly. Take one if off the ice and put one upstairs. It is fast. I agree. Give him a whistle. When he, he blows a whistle into a microphone. Whatever. Gare. Doesn't matter. Right? Gary. But then you Come got guys like some of the some of the media guys like Pierre LeBron and you know I knew Pierre when I worked in the media, but he's on Cowboys this fan. thing about making sure that maybe there should be a play in. Right. It's like, no, let's fix I, I the problems that. that the game has instead of the problems that the game doesn't have. 16 teams make the playoffs. That's it. That's enough. Yeah. We're That's tinkering enough. too Why much. Why do we want to play in? Because the NBA does it now. Give me a break. 
We're not the NBA. The, the NHL's not the NBA. I don't even I don't even want to entertain that. Like fix the easy stuff that's easy to fix. Get a ref upstairs, get rid of the trapezoid and and institute a luxury tax. There's my three right there. Just right. institute a luxury tax, Gary. Oh, hey, you don't think there. I would love that? You would love that. I'd love that too. You know how many players I'd love to have back? Come on. Right. All right. We got to yeah. take a quick break. Okay. When we come back, what are we we're doing? going to chat with our friend from Coolbet, Jake Bolin Moss, on his thoughts on wildcard weekend coming up here. And of course, this is the first time we've been back on air since obviously the, yeah. the horrific thing that we all witnessed with Damar Hamlin. It is incredible the recovery and the bounce back this young man has had. Yeah. I, everybody in the football and sports world's been rooting for this guy. It's really incredible. Yeah. We're obviously sending our well wishes to him, but I just wanted to make a quick mention of that because it's our first time back. Back yeah. since that horrific injury in Cincinnati. Uh, thumbs up to the on-field medical team and everybody at uh, at the University of Cincinnati uh, Health, uh, the, the hospital they took him, and obviously the facility back in Buffalo as well. All right, we'll take a quick break. NFL picks coming up next with Jake. Welcome back to Instigating with Clarky and Drury. Very pleased to be joined by our good buddy from our great sponsor, Cool Bet, Jake Bolin Moss, our betting expert. Jake, Happy New Year, man! How are you? Happy New Year, boys. I am. Uh, I'm excited for NFL playoffs and the NHL is kind of ramping up halfway point. And yeah, a lot of fun stuff. College football is over. I'm a little sad about that, but I'm mm. into the college basketball now. So right back on the train. So midway point go. for our beloved Maple Leafs. Um, where do you see this team going? Let's let's open it up with a nice generic question for you. Does do they have it right now the team that can take us to the promised land? Yeah, I mean obviously I'm I'm optimistic and it's probably not good when I'm optimistic cuz I think people like me a lot better when I'm pessimistic, but <laughs> uh I'm optimistic. Obviously, I think the record uh, speaks for itself. Obviously, the regular season isn't necessarily the playoffs and we've said that for years. They're an awesome regular season team and then when it comes to the playoffs they just haven't been able to get over that first round hump. Well, I think last year was a lot different. That playoff run last year felt like they almost deserved to win to a mm-hmm. Tampa team that went all the way to the finals again for their third straight year. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the experience will help. I don't know if it's it's the cup year, but I think this is the type of team that that now has the experience in the playoffs. They have a couple different pieces. The goaltending, for the most part, has been probably probably – better than people mm-hmm. would have expected and i mean i don't know i'm optimistic right now i think obviously the boston situation is insane this team is like they're doing they're putting up numbers that no one's ever really seen before um but i think they just got to keep rolling uh hope the goaltending situation and then the health is the only thing that concerns me now this matthews this yeah. this whole situation with the injury who knows what's going on there yeah. but I, I i'm optimistic like i said Okay, a two-parter here. Do you still think he can get? Do you still think he can get to fifty real quick? Sorry, Clarky. Do you think Matthews could still get to fifty? Yeah, I mean, depending on how long he's out, obviously. But we've seen the type of runs he can go on a couple, a couple multi-goal games, and we're talking about six, seven goals in a three, four game span. And I think he's he's right back on pace. Um, Obviously, it's going to be tough depending on how many games he ends up playing. But who cares if he gets to fifty? As no, long who as he's cares? ready for the playoffs, right? Like that's what yeah. I yep. look at. It. Yeah. Yep. Go uh, ahead, Clarky. Uh, okay. So we're halfway through the season. We know their first round matchup will be the Tampa Bay Lightning. Crazy as that sounds. And you mentioned it earlier. They ran into them last year. It looks like, I mean, if things happen the way they look like they're going to happen, they're going to play them again. Are they going to match up well against them? And secondly, do they need to change this playoff format? Like, really? 
yeah, I've been always – I'm big on the change the playoff format. We saw yeah. it last year where I think we would end up playing the Rangers, and I think that probably would have matched up a little bit better if they did the one through eight type of yeah. like one that plays eight, two plays seven. Um, yeah, obviously. I mean, I think the Leafs have the second best record in the across the NHL right now. Mm-hmm. I think I saw mm-hmm. that today. And we're going to end up playing Tampa Bay, who's been the three straight Stanley Cup finals uh, in the first round. So, yeah, I definitely think, first of all, I guess on the second question, in terms of playoff format, I think it needs to change for sure. Uh, secondly, matchup. I mean, I don't think Tampa got that much better. Obviously, the Vasilevsky factor is something I'd always keep in the back of my mind. But I think if you hold on to that second spot, get the home ice. Uh, yeah, I don't expect them to walk through Tampa, but it, it feels like a team that could beat Tampa in six or seven. Obviously, it could go the other way. Tampa beats them in six or seven. But I don't see it being a scenario where they're going to like Tampa's going to overpower them by any no, means. And I, no. I think, and at least I think would know what they're getting themselves into with Tampa. They've seen them before. Right. Yeah. And we just hope it's not like the, the Boston first round exits that we've seen. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The new, the new yeah, Boston, that wouldn't be good. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I just want them to go back to one, one V eight and yeah. and on down two seven, because like Gary's built this whole thing with, Oh, you know, we're, we're built on rivalries and like, yeah, rivalries are great. It's great. But the rivalries aren't going to go anywhere. Like Toronto, Boston's always going to be a hot ticket. Is it, is it fun in the playoffs? Yes. But you know, or wash pit in the heyday, Chicago, Vancouver. Yeah. Like the rivalries are fun. What about, the opportunity for new rivalries. I just mentioned Vancouver, Chicago. That wasn't a rivalry until they started playing each other in the playoffs and they were still doing the one V eight thing. Then it became a rivalry. What about the opportunity for new rivalries, Gary? Mm -hmm. Come on. We want to, we want to throw our money down on some interesting stuff here. We don't want to see the same teams all the time. I agree. If they love the rivalries so much, wouldn't it be better if the Leafs played Boston in the conference final? Yes. As opposed to Thank the first you. round? Yes. Who cares about the first round? Right. Like, why not play Boston yeah. in the conference final? And then it's like, wow, look at this Leafs-Boston rivalry that we've talked about. They're exactly. meeting in the playoffs in a super important series for both teams. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm looking at the, the standings now. If it was 1v8, it'd be Boston, Pitt. We'd still end up playing Tampa as it stood today. Obviously, that might change, but it looks like in the Eastern Conference, if I have that right, Boston, Pitt, Tampa, Toronto, Carolina, Washington, New York, New Jersey, just based on point standings there. But oh my I God, New York, change, New right? Jersey in the first half. That, oh, that would be great. Yeah, that's another one that could be second or third round. Talk about rivalries. Carolina Wash, they have a hate on yeah. for Rod the Bod and Ovi beat yeah. up Svechnikov a couple of years ago. Yeah, like, come on, mi- mix it up a little bit here, Gary. Like, I don't know. I, I completely agree with that. And overall, I think the Leafs are in pretty good shape, as they always are at this time of year. They're well, they're playing a lot better playoff hockey. They really are. They are. Their goals against they- is way down. Um, like No doubt. They have nice for yeah. some reason they have great depth of defense right now. Like Connor Timmons is coming in and playing well. Like I, I'm finding it hard to take him out of the lineup. You know, yeah, the, I really the am. Toronto Sioux Greyhounds have really yeah, he's been good stepped it up. He's and, been good. And I jokes aside, he's come in and given them some valuable minutes. He yeah. really, really has after yeah. being a cast off from uh, yeah. Mullet Arena. He can move the puck. He's big. He can hit. He can shoot. He's got all the tools. It he, seems. He looks like how scouts were saying he'd look when he had that great world juniors 
mm-hmm. three or four years ago. Like he's looking like that player. And yeah. remember, he's still a young defenseman. We're not saying this guy's going to be a world beater or something on a Stanley Cup run, but he's he's fit in well and just played his game and looked really, really good. Um, yeah. I do. I do wonder as well, uh, Jake, before we move on to our NFL picks, which is the big focus, it's a big weekend, one of the most fun weekends to bet on. And remember to use our friends at cool bet to do that NFL wildcard weekend. But before we do that really quick, the Maple Leafs, are you a little worried about the goaltending since December 15th? They're dead last in team save percentage, but they're still second in expected, uh, in expected goals defense. So are you a little bit worried about this teeter from Murray and more specifically Samsonov? Well, I think obviously that's a little, a little bit concerning, but I think if you look at it as a whole, they probably, um, like I said, they, they were way better than they probably should have been to start the season. So I think if you can just find a nice middle ground, then it's not going to be a problem. And I think you just let, let ride the hot hand, right? So on a back-to-back, you're not going to ride a hot hand. We'll probably see Samson off tonight. I'm, I'm not sure if he ever got confirmed. I was just looking at the starting goalies. But I think you just want to ride the hot hand. And whoever's playing the best going into playoffs, that's who you're going to start in game one. Yeah. So, I, I mean, Murray's been there. I, I think that's, that's an important factor. And I know he's not always at his ultimate best. But we saw last night he made some great saves. Um, in the game, I was just catching out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know. I'm not too worried about the goaltending just yet. Obviously, if it keeps up at, at the state you're talking about, Ryan, then yeah, maybe maybe it's something they address. But I don't see them kind of making a move on goaltenders. And like you said, the defense has stepped it up way up, where if you can just find a nice middle ground, we're, we're in a good spot. Jake, he's just trying to rile us up. Like, let's be honest. Like, these guys no, had a little, because... couple of they had a couple of bad games, Ryan. I agree, but they bounced back. He gave up. Samsonov gave up one goal Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, and then Murray I'm, came I'm in, gave up two, you. and then he 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 outplayed Saros on Wednesday night against Nashville. And that's not he easy did. to do. He, he did. He it's outplayed not, him. Saros... So they're back. So they made it went down, <laughs> but then now they're back up. We're fine. We're I'm not trying to rile you up. I'm just yeah, saying well, over the did. last month, the numbers are the numbers. They're last. Now, like Jake said, were they as good as they were at like 930 no. save percentages? No, they're not this bad either. And the one thing I will say as a Samsonov detractor for yeah. very good reason. Yeah. Um, I've just been hurt too many times, guys. I know. I've been hurt I know. too many times. I, know. I will say this. You mentioned Murray's cup experience, two cups. Samsonov's played in playoff games too. It's not like they're going in with two guys that are green and don't know what the playoffs are all about. Mm-hmm. They both get what the beast is all about. And overall, I think that they'll be fine. How's Jack uh, Campbell right. doing? Oh, sorry. Jack yeah. Campbell. yeah. Jack, Jack the Campbell best guy, is the best non-signing yeah. in history. Yeah, for sure. It, it was. Jack Campbell's tying Stuart Skinner. I like the guy, right but now. he's just too fragile. He's a very likable guy. He's a very yeah. likable guy. Sure. No yeah. questions asked. Likable goalie? Eh, this year's been tough. <laughs> Let's dig into some picks here. It all starts Saturday. Remember, our friends at Cool Better, the place to go to bet on NFL playoffs. Let's start with Seahawks Niners. The line is nine and a half, which given what Seattle was able to do, it's incredible they made the playoffs. People were talking about this team at the start of the year with Geno under center being like a two or three win team. No way. He broke franchise records for passing yards. Geno was legit. They got that Walker kid back there. They got a good running game. I think nine and a half in terms of a line is a little bit generous, Jake, but 
I do like the Niners on the money line. That defense is just too good. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, and that Niners, just the way they have been playing on offense, too, even though it's Brock Purdy, and I know that's the everyone's big concern. Mr. Is Relevant. How's, uh, how's the rookie going to look in his first playoff game? But I don't know. I mean, I think you can rely on the run defense if you're Sam Fran. You know the, the O-line's going to give you uh, – sorry, the run offense. You know the O-line's going to give you uh, what you need, and you could probably just lean on McCaffrey, whether it's little dump-offs, whether it's little handoffs, Debo Samuel – I don't know. Hard to go against the Niners here. Maybe if you're looking at the, you're looking at it like, well, it's a divisional game. Like, how much does Pete Carroll know? Can he keep it within the nine? Maybe you're not necessarily leaning spread, but I don't know. You can get the Niners teased down to three and a half with something else from the weekend. Uh, I don't hate that play right there. I, I think the Niners are a team that can put up points and stop you from putting up points. So. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. McCaffrey's the X factor. He's just such a dynamic playmaker. There aren't many guys in the league like him. Chargers Jags will round out action on Saturday. Trevor Lawrence. How about that? Making Urban Meyer look awful stupid down in FLA. What a gas can that organization was a year ago. They turn it around and down the stretch. And I know because I played fantasy football. I'm sure you did too. Trevor Lawrence was a machine the last five weeks of the season. Doug Peterson's got that team playing unbelievable ball. Me personally, I still like the Chargers. I think their defense can really get in his face with Mr. Bosa, the other Bosa. No disrespect uh, to Joey, but we've got a two and a half line for the Chargers. I like the Chargers to cover that. I just don't think the Jags defense can hang as much with the Chargers defense. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't disagree with you in terms of the Chargers covering, but it feels like one of these underdogs is going to win outright. And this feels like it could be, obviously it's the closest one, but maybe it's Jacksonville. Jacksonville gets the home game and we know they've had some, they've had some home playoff games in the past. I think they won the division. I don't know what, five, six years ago when they had Bortles went all the way to an AFC championship. So I don't know if that place is rocking and, and they're up in Herbert's grill uh, when he's on offense. I don't know. I think they can make it. I think they can make it difficult. I think it could be tight. I'd probably lean value on maybe Jacksonville money line, but I don't necessarily believe that another guy who's making his first playoff start. I guess they both are. This is his first playoff start for Herbert too. Do I have that right? I know. I, so. I think he's, he's played a wild card game and okay. lost. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you're right. I actually, I'm not, I'm not sure, but yeah, Trevor Lawrence, do you want to rely on a guy who's never made a start in the playoffs before? I don't know, but maybe it's one of those scenarios where, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. It's your first playoff game. And you're just like, well, let's just go out and ball. So I'd probably lean value wise Jacksonville money line, but I don't disagree with you in terms of the chargers covering that two and a half. And I think at one point it was a pick them for this game. And now it's up to two and a half, which makes me think probably the smart money is on the chargers. Yeah, I would think so too. And Mike Williams is going to be healthy. Etienne Jr. could be a big X factor there. And hey, the ja- the Jags could absolutely win. I'm just more comfortable with the big hose on Herbert. I think that that guy can launch it and he's probably going to come up with a big play. We move into Sunday. This was going to be a marquee matchup, but two is not going to play. And the line was originally nine and a half for Bill's Dolphins. It screamed all the way up to 13 and a half. I think the Bills are kind of a team of destiny now. They've got that extra motivation, not that they needed any after the DeMar Hamlin thing and his heroic recovery and all of that stuff. If if he's in the building on Sunday, or if they even just put him on the screen, that place is going to explode. 
I like the 13 and a half is a lot of points in a playoff game. I like the bills to cover it. Zach Thompson is the third string quarterback in Miami. He has not looked comfortable back there. I think Josh Allen is going to tear off 45, maybe 50 plus on a depleted dolphins defense. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah. I mean, I guess your only concern would be the back door, right? Uh, This Dolphins team, obviously, they were hoping it was going to be Tua. It's probably better that it's not Tua, given what's happened yeah. this season. Um, yeah, like you said, we saw it at nine and a half. And I think that probably was with Tua expected not to play, but they weren't sure. So I think that's why you saw it there. I think if maybe Tua's in, it maybe drops down to like a six and a half, seven. Well, obviously, they confirmed Tua was out. Now it's up to 13, 13 and a half, you think you said? Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing 13 on Cool Bet, but regardless... It's a big number, but the Bills can definitely cover that, especially at home. Um, I don't see the Dolphins putting up a whole lot of points. So if the Bills put up 24, Dolphins 10, I think that's probably the score we're looking at. And that's if the Dolphins put up 10, right? I I just don't see them doing a whole lot. And the Bills defense is the one thing that not a lot of people are talking about. It hasn't been as good as it was at the start of the season. But I think it's something that can come alive in the playoffs, especially in front of the home crowd. So, yeah, I won't argue too much with you there on uh, Bill's covering. It's hard to bet the Dolphins, given their situation. I completely agree. All right. You mentioned when we were talking about the Jags, one of these underdogs potentially with an upset. And I like the Giants to do just that. I hate Kirk Cousins. I've been burned too many times. I've been hurt. I've been hurt, guys, and I'm not doing it again. I don't like that, Kirk. I think Brian Dable is going to coach the hell out of this game. That giant stuff him in your face defense is going to get in Kirky's grill all night. I like them to not only cover the three Minnesota's favored by, I like Giants money line, Jake. What about you? Yeah, I think that's the one I was leaning towards as well. I don't know, something about the Vikings, as many games as they won this year, all those really close ones, and it it never really felt like they were a dominant team at any point in the season, and that's crazy to say based on their record, but I don't know, the Vikings just don't do it for me. Not necessarily that the Giants do, but it just feels like a team that could go into Minnesota and, and, and make the upset happen. So right now, I think their money line, plus 136 I'm seeing, that's value I like right there. I I'm not big on Kirk Cousins myself. I don't know if I'm buying the Vikings. I mean, the only guy I'm truly, truly worried about is Justin Jefferson just taking over the game, which we've seen him do a number of times this season. But I think I lean on the value side of the Giants money line there. Those home, it's so hard to bet against the home team, but yeah, I think I like the Giants as well. I do too. All right. Our final Sunday game, Ravens, Bengals, the spreads at 10. Doesn't sound like we're going to see Lamar. Doesn't sound like we're going to see Tyler Huntley. So the Ravens are going to be rocking and rolling with a third string or two. Joey Cigars, he won me a fantasy championship this year. You don't bet against Joey Cigars in a must-win game. I like the Bengals to cover the 10 in a big blowout here. I think we might be looking at something like 35-10 Bengals. What do you think, Jake? Yeah, another one of those divisional matchups that we're getting in this wildcard weekend, but not what we would have hoped for. Obviously, Lamar Jackson makes a huge difference for that Ravens team. And the Ravens defense has been all right during the season, but a lot of injuries for that Ravens team across the board. Uh, and I think Burrow's just got too many weapons to um, to kind of worry about the Ravens because his third best receiver is probably the best receiver on the, uh, on the Ravens this season. So that's kind of the way it's been. Um 
And then they, they picked up Hayden Hurst this year. He's been awesome for the Bengals. It, I think too many weapons, like you said, on the Bengals. Um, yeah. And it, it's just, it, it's not really shaping up to be like a crazy wildcard weekend. Hopefully I'm wrong and hopefully we get a huge weekend, but this is the way the spreads are looking. We had almost three double digit spreads now with a, a nine and a half, a nine and a 13. I don't know. Not, not shaping up to be too, too fun. Um, it could maybe all the favorites win at the end of the day. Who knows? You never know. Well, Monday night could be the one that's real intriguing for many different reasons. It's this is really a who's not going to lose the game. It feels like Dallas, Tampa, Bucks hosting Dallas favored by two and a half. I don't know where to go on this one. I, I, I hate to bet against our guy, Tommy Brady at 45 years old. I don't love betting on Dak either, though, here. Like, I, I just don't know how to feel about this game. I think this is a field goal. I like Tampa to cover. I think Dallas gets it done. I just think their defense is way, way better than the Bucs. I don't know how you feel, Jake. Yeah, I mean, if you would have asked me midway through the season and this was the matchup, I'm probably all over Dallas. Just the way Tampa played for pretty much most of the season. They get in by winning the division. But then it's like, okay, how, how are we going to bet against Tom Brady after all these years? Um, I think I saw today as a as a home underdog in the playoffs. I think he's four zero straight up, four zero against the spread. Um, I'm probably going Bucks money line just straight from my heart, not not really based on the factors of the game. Um, I think he's I think he's undefeated against Dallas in his career. He is seven and zero. It's just I, I don't know. I, I just. I have a hard time betting against Tom Brady, and it's not like Dallas has really blown me away this year. Yeah, maybe a couple games where they looked like they were world beaters, but not enough that I'm just like, wow, the Dallas Cowboys are the are the team to beat. And last year, I think I had them in the first round in my uh, playoff bracket pool, and I think they screwed me. So I'm probably not going to fall for that same trap again. Uh, it's probably Tommy B for me. There you go. Gilmore agrees. Gilmore making a, a late appearance Sorry. on the show okay. here. No, we love it. Gilmore's the unofficial mascot. Let's get Gilmore on the show more. She agrees. Tom Brady. It's, he's hard to bet against. Jake, we really appreciate your insight. As hey, always. hold on. One, one, quick. one quick one. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, has he played his last game with the Packers or what? What do you think? No. I want, I, I want to say yes, but not based on anything that I know. I, I just, I don't know. He, he kind of screwed them around last year with – and the mm -hmm. last couple of years have been weird with Aaron Rodgers, but yeah, I just have a hard time believing a team's going to trade for that con that that contract's tough to tough to pay out right now. And obviously, he's a, he's an awesome quarterback, and not taking anything away from him. But I don't know. I I want to say yes. I want to say he probably moves on somewhere. Um, but what do I know? Hmm. Cranky, well, we'll find out. Vegas is looking for a guy. Vegas is looking for a guy. Yeah, real oh, quick. Stidham. Just um, Stidham, <laughs> ha hammer it. Really quick, uh, I know the World Cup's long over. You got to go over to Qatar. What was that like? Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, completely different world over there. Uh, awesome time, but super North Americanized too. A ton of restaurants that you recognize. KFC, Wendy's, McDonald's. Like It was crazy walking in their mall, and you're like, I have all these same restaurants in the malls I go to back home. But yeah, it was pretty wild. Ubers were super cheap because of uh, the gas reserve they have over there. And you don't pay sure. a delivery fee when you pick when you, when you order food. So that's some of the stuff I took away. Obviously, the games were amazing. I got to go to the three Canada games and then two other ones: uh, Australia, Tunisia, 
and Ecuador, uh, Ecuador, Senegal, maybe. It was, right. it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. Just the atmospheres were awesome. And I was happy to see Messi go and uh, win it all when I was back home. So, yeah, I was too. It's, it's a, the, the cherry on top of a magical career for Mr. Messi. As always, we appreciate your insight, brother. We're glad you enjoyed Qatar. We're glad you're back and setting us up for what should be a fun NFL wildcard weekend. Jake, thanks for doing this, brother. Yeah, guys. Thanks so much. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Clarky and I pre-recorded a really great interview with a local athlete, Hannah Tate. She is representing Canada at the University Winter Games down in Lake Placid. She plays for the Guelph Griffins. Our chat with Hannah coming up next here on Instagaming. <laughs> Welcome back to Instigating with Clarky and Drury. Drury still here alongside Chris Clark. Happy New Year, everybody. I know, you know, it's not too late to be saying that. It's our first show back. I think we can still get away with telling people Happy New Year. Clarky, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm back. Still alive. It's good. Yeah. Still playing yeah, squash. See. Top 10 still. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're 10. not starting the year off with squash talk. Yeah, we we're are. Doing top that. 10. No, we're not. Top no, 10. because we, we, we don't care about your top 10. But we've got a top 10, some might say top tier guest on the show right now. Hannah Tate of the Guelph Griffins, obviously playing CIS hockey. She is going to be taking part in the University Winter Games. That's in Lake Placid. And when the show airs, it will be just underway. Hannah, how are you? I'm really good. Thanks for having me. How are you guys? guys? Well, you guys are good. You just said that. But yeah, I'm just excited. (laughs) I'm excited. It's a new year. Happy to be here. <laughs> As you should be. I mean, obviously, you know, first things first, obviously it's exciting for you. You're going to be playing in the university games. Of course, uh, Clarkie, uh, we, we've interviewed people that have played in that. Of course, our friend Garrett McFadden, former Guelph Storm captain, he played in the winter university games a few years ago when they were held over in Russia. I know he had a great time. Obviously, that was a different world back then when Russia was hosting things. Uh, it'll be a little different vibe in Lake Placid, which is the site of many incredible hockey moments, including, of course, 1980. I guess first things first, Hannah, you know, how How's your season been going with the Guelph Griffins? I know that they've got a really great program there. How are you enjoying the season? Yeah, it's been awesome. It's been really great to like be back full, no, no restrictions with COVID and that sort of thing. Um, We had a pretty solid first half. We have a really nice, good group of girls, um, fairly young team still, but we finished, I think, third in our um, West division of the OUA. Um, We're really tight with the Windsor, who's just above us. Um, But yeah, we had a really good start. Lots of injuries, including myself. Um, So a little bit of adversity to get through, but I think we have, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to this second half and hopefully peaking at the right time. And I think we have a lot more than we even showed last half, but it was a good start for sure. That's good. And Team Canada, you must be excited to uh, put on the red and white for Canada coming up. When did you know you were on the radar screen and how was the process as the selection was going on? Yeah, for sure. So I found out probably mid-September. So shortly after kind of coming back to Guelph, getting back into the swing of things, my coaches kind of just pulled me in and they're like, hey, look, you've, you're on the long list for these World University Games in January. Like, So just keep doing what you're doing. Like, We don't want this to stress you out. Like, Just play your game. They're just going to be watching you a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, I found that out. And then um, November, they kind of shut, or November 1st, they shortened the list a little bit. Um, so I knew I was still on the list, but I was competing with less girls. Um, 
And then about halfway through November, I actually fell on my shoulder awkwardly and got injured. So that was a little bit um, scary for me because I knew they had seen me a little bit, but I wasn't sure like where their heads were at. And I was pretty fortunate because one of my assistant coaches, Katie, um, she's also one of the assistant coaches for Team Canada. So she was pretty like in the know and just like kind of reassuring me like, it's okay, like they know what you're capable of, that sort of thing. And then I kind of officially found out at the end of November that I was on the team. And it was kind of, I tried not to really like, think about it too much until I knew because it's like easy to get your hopes up and that sort of thing so when I found out it was just kind of like crazy like I never thought (laughs) I don't know it was just yeah really weird moment but awesome really exciting I guess so and I guess I don't know if you watched the world juniors last week but just the excitement of putting on that sweater did you sort of look at the juniors maybe a little bit different this time thinking I'm gonna wear that that jersey coming up yeah for sure like it's honestly something that I never thought and I always yeah cheer and I've had lots of friends like that have made like um U18 worlds and I'm really a good friend of mine actually went to the last Olympics she was an alternate like and I've, I've always I've been around people that have worn it but I've never really like obviously everybody dreams of wearing it but I honestly never thought it would come true for me so yeah watching the world juniors it's it's getting me really excited and mm-hmm. yeah just crazy to me Hannah, obviously, you know, you're at a great school for hockey in Guelph. I'm pretty familiar with some of the people over on on the men's side of the program. Of course, uh, someone very well known to uh, the Listowel area here where we live, Clark. You obviously uh, Tonka Ted over there. Uh, obviously, Tonka Ted Nickel, the former captain of the Frontenacs, played for the Griffins. Believe he's still playing there. And, uh, you've, you know, obviously a lot of great OHL players go through What's it like for you? You know, you find out you're playing for Team Canada, but in that lead up, you mentioned, you know, you, you suffer an injury and it's it's not similar to kind of where guys are maybe playing in the OHL and they're in high school. You're also taking university courses on top of this. It's a heavy workload. And then on top of that, you suffer an injury. What is your mindset during that time? And how are you kind of trying to keep yourself positive amongst that very heavy workload? Yeah, it's a lot. Honestly, it's, um, I'm very fortunate. Like you're saying at Guelph, we have, um, great hockey programs, but just a great athletic department as a whole. Like there's lots of support for athletes, whether it's mental health, like physical, lots of injury help. Like I've been able to get in the sports doc lots. And honestly, my teammates have really helped me. Like, I know I'm going to be missing the first two weeks of classes. I know someone in every class they are like, we'll send you everything. Like we'll help you out. Like there's just the support system here is just phenomenal like in so many ways and my teammates have really helped me through everything and um yeah my coaches I can't say enough amazing things about them and the men's team even like I I know Ted fairly well and yeah just great great relationship with all athletes here and lots of support whenever you need it well you said quite a guy yeah go ahead Clark I was gonna say you said you can't say enough about your coaches but tell us about some of the coaches who were uh had a big influence on you growing up I mean you're living now in the Exeter area where did you play your uh hockey growing up and give a shout out to some of those coaches yeah for sure so I started playing in the Exeter area I played a little bit of boys and a little bit of girls I played up with my sister she was a couple years older than me um so I had some great female coaches when I was growing up um Krista McCann being one of them Carrie Fulton like they were just amazing female role models and um I played another year um of boys Derek Beckett was our coach um and we went to the OMHA finals and that was my last year before heading um, to the girls side in London. 
um, an amazing team that was as well. Um, but yeah, in London, I had another group of amazing coaches and that Darby being one that stands out to me, I was really successful, um, in junior with, um, Ted Brown. He, he always believed in me and he helped me get to that next level and then connect with Rachel. But I would say that, yeah, the biggest, um, influencers in my hockey career as coaches would be Rachel Flanagan and Katie Mora, who I have here at Guelph. Um, hmm. I think it's just, they've both been captains of the university of Guelph. They played here. They they're from here. Like they've been here a while. So they just, they're a lot more than just a coach. Like they're anything you ever need. They're always there for you. They believe in you. They push you. They, they just, they do it right. And I, I wouldn't be the player that I am today without them truly it sounds kind of cliche but it's it's very true and I'm super excited that Katie will be traveling with me to Fisu as well we're chatting with Hannah Tate an Exeter native of course playing for the Guelph Griffins team and she's going to be representing Canada at the university games in Lake Placid Hannah you know you're talking about your role models as coaches and obviously they play such a key role in any athlete's development as a young person but of course to get into any sport, you're inspired by people you're watching and seeing on TV that play the sport and women's hockey and women's sports in general, rightly so, has been getting a much more increased platform specifically over the last five, 10 years. But the women's national team was always a pretty big deal right from when they started playing at the Olympics in 98 all the way through. I'm sure you grew up watching and idolizing some of those great women over the years. I always like to ask athletes, you know, who inspired you? Was there a pro player that did it? Who were some athletes that you saw playing the game where you thought I'd like to do that too? Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like for a lot of um, girls, Haley Wickenizer is a big one, just, just a legend um, in the female hockey world. Um, and then more recently, kind of later on, would be Marie Philippe Poulin. I think she's just incredible. Just the way that she carries herself on and off the ice is just amazing. Like, one thing that I kind of struggle with is sometimes having confidence, like, as a leader and that sort of thing. Or, like, if it's, like, a shootout or that's, like, even if my coaches want me to go, I'm kind of, like, but like just watching her like I'm just thinking I think it was at the world's like there was like a penalty shot and they put her and just goes in scores just knows like just so confident but also just so humble at the same time so she's definitely probably the biggest one for me I would say uh full disclosure um Ryan um when we got that snowfall on Christmas Eve. I was stuck at my girlfriend Sue's, uh, and not stuck there. That was not the right word, but I was supposed yeah, to come back home. I was supposed to come back home. I was supposed to come back home, um, to spend Christmas day with my daughter, but I obviously couldn't get out. And, uh, Hannah's parents, Rob and Irene, invited us down to play some cards, and uh, it was a great evening. I uh, got to know Hannah a little bit, and her brother Charlie was there as well. Um, but one thing that you mentioned to me, which I found very interesting that night, was um, the competition in hockey. Obviously, it's it's a physical game, and you you know you start a hate on for some of your opponents. Well, now all of a sudden, some of your opponents are going to be your teammates here for Team Canada. How was that? Explain. Tell us. Maybe not exactly what you said to me on Christmas Eve, but like just how is that now playing with some of these people who have been your, you know, a bitter rival? Yeah, absolutely. I um I haven't like practiced with the team or anything yet or like um got to know them in person, but we've had a few meetings and stuff and it'll it'll be interesting at the start. I'm sure we'll like we'll probably when we connect like talk about sometimes that we annoyed each other on the ice. But it's definitely it's honestly as annoying as it 
not annoying, but as like awkward as it might be kind of at the start, it'll be really nice to like, yeah. the reason I don't like playing against them is because they're really talented, talented players that can mm-hmm. make me look silly sometimes and that sort of thing. So to be able to play with them, I think will be a really, really great experience. And then coming back, like after the games, I think we play like Nipsing shortly after. And then I think Waterloo again. And like, I'll, so now I'll have friends that I'm playing against. Right. And it'll be an interesting dynamic, but um yeah, I mean, I'm excited to play with. There's some really skilled players I'll be playing with, so that'll be yeah, fun. no, for sure. And it'll be different though that when you after you play with them here as you know a group to to face them uh, in your league play, it, it'll be different, I'm sure. Absolutely, I'm really yeah. excited. Also, um, a girl on my team um, is from Japan, um, so she'll be um, playing for Team Japan at the Fisu game. Nice. Girl on my Guelph team, so we're really excited to play against each other there as well. Obviously, we're not going to take it easy on each other on the ice, but no. um, I'm sure I'll see her around. And I think our Guelph friends are going to host a little watch party for that, but that'll be interesting as well. And who do you That's think incredible. the competition, the main competition, will be at the games? You got any pre scouting? <sighs> yeah, honestly, I I don't really know. Like Japan, um, she is saying like a lot of their like Olympic national team will be on there. And like, she's like, don't count us out. Like we're coming at you hard. Like um, USA obviously is always a good contender. Russia won't be there this year. So I guess maybe that's good for us, but um, I I don't know. I think it'll all be tough to be Mm -hmm. honest, but yeah. Yeah. It'll be a great tournament. I, I always find it fascinating, you know, when players at any level have to come together and represent the country, obviously everybody's excited to be there, but it can be kind of interesting when somebody that you were maybe slashing in the back of the ankles two weeks ago, all of a sudden they're on your line or something. And I'll say this too. I mean, Clark, you know, this one of my favorite event I've still ever done play-by-play for, I did play-by-play for the Canadian national women's under 17 tournament a few years ago. And the chirping was absolutely vicious. I thought that like, you know, that I had heard some wild chirps in my days, you know, just playing men's hockey and some senior the chirping was on another level. Like there was some vicious stuff being exchanged. It was, uh, it was quite an adventure. Um, Are you one of those chirpers, Hannah? I I wouldn't say like vicious, but I feel like I can throw in the odd one that kind of like yeah. someone off guard, but yeah. not usually too mean, but like just something that, yeah, can be a little bit aggravating the odd time, but not, not usually it takes a lot to get me there. So you got to have one or two stuffed in the glove, like that you can pull out, you know, when necessary, line up for a face off. You got to have something to to say every now and again. I was, I was my favorite part of the game and is a big reason why I'm not playing it now. Maybe uh, you should practice some Japanese and you can, uh, you know, trip your uh, teammate. Exactly. Maybe she can give me stuff that I should say that would really exactly. bother some of them. But yeah, yeah, a couple of phrases her. here and there. Exactly. I, you know, Hannah, I'm interested as well. Obviously you're playing in a great program. You're representing Canada. Obviously you're on the radar for this team. And I know at the next level, which of course is Olympics, professional women's hockey, the PHF, um, you're going to obviously be on the radar at that level too. I mean, you pull a Canada sweater on, let alone being a high level CIS athlete, you pull a Canada sweater on, People are going to be paying attention. What is your goal with the game beyond school and what you're up to now? I know you're studying, I believe, finance, uh, economics and finance, which is a good thing to have in your back pocket. 
but what's your goal ultimately with the game? Yeah, to be honest, it's, um, it's really great to see how far things are coming along and like, um, women are starting to get paid more, that sort of thing. Um, I think to play pro would be really, really interesting. Um, I wouldn't say like, I also have like some like career goals and that sort of thing. I've always been pretty motivated, um, in the classroom, but I would say to play like professional hockey, either in like the PWHPA or, um, like in the league that like the Toronto six is in, I don't know why I'm blanking on the name right now. The PHF. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. That's what you, yeah. Um, that would be really cool. And I know some, um, girls, um, Katie Lowy being one, she was the captain of Guelph a few years ago before I got here. Um, she led them to their national title. Like she played over in Europe for a few years. Um, that's something I would definitely be interested in, um, doing. Well, I, I think that you're on the right track. And I mean, I can tell you just from experience, uh, obviously Clarky, you know, cousin Brad in the NHL, his son is playing over in Norway this year. And there's a lot of great opportunities for men and women over there with fully sanctioned pro leagues that, you know, he just can't say enough good things about some of the stuff set up over in kind of the Nordic European countries. They got a lot of great, a uh, great infrastructure for men and women to go play there professionally. Um, I do wonder as well, you know, obviously doing a bit of research as I do on our guests and mentioning that, you know, you're you're majoring, I believe, in economics and finance. Um, you know, that might not be a bad thing to have in your pocket. You know, when you're done playing, maybe you sit in the GM's chair. Is that something that would ever interest you? To be honest, I, I, I haven't like specifically considered it, but I'm not, I'm, I'm pretty open to whatever, like kind of wherever my uh, work takes me, like it's definitely something I would probably consider, consider doing. I, um, I started actually in biomedical engineering at Guelph. I, um, thought I was really into the sciences and started doing that and then realized that wasn't exactly for me. And, um, so I've done a little, I switched to business and then I've done a little bit of like accounting stuff and I've kind of been all over, but yeah, that definitely seems like an interesting, um, spot to get into and work my way up to. Um, but yeah. Well, that'd be interesting. Obviously, I, I think you've got a lot of different paths ahead of you and just playing wise, you're obviously on a great career track. We really appreciate you joining us, Hannah. Best of luck at the university games. We're obviously full behind Team Canada. We're excited for you guys, and we'll be cheering you on. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, plenty more to chat about in the sports world, including obviously the conclusion of the World Juniors and plenty to talk about as the NFL playoffs are around the corner. Stick with us here on Instigating. Back to wrap things up here on our first instigating with Clarky and Drury of 2023. Ryan Drury, Chris Clark, our producer, Adam, back in the fold, keeping us on the airwaves. Really appreciate it. Um, obviously, a, a great show. Jake Bolin Moss joining us from our friends at CoolBet to uh, preview a great NFL wildcard weekend. Make sure you use our friends at CoolBet to place all your bets on all six exciting games and of course we really appreciate hannah tate of the guelph griffins for joining us and clarky oh, team right canada now, as team speak, canada and he's on guelph team griffins. canada team canada at the, at the winter university games in lake yeah. placid new york yeah site of the miracle on ice al michaels yeah. do you believe in miracles yes yeah. we do canada yeah. never needs a miracle to win nope. though let's be honest here Come good on. start give good us start. an update good start wednesday 
Good start against Slovakia, 4-0 start for Team Ooh. Canada. So they're 1-0 as we uh, record. Um, their next game is on Saturday. Now, I'm just saying what it says on the website for the official uh, tournament. They play right. the Czech Republic. Well, I think we know they're Czechia now, but yeah, I don't know. Change that. I don't know. It says Czech Republic. So anyway, that is mm. Saturday game two. So uh, Hannah Tate's Team Canada off to a good start. And you know what? Like, haven't we had a couple of incredible amateur athletes in the last month on this show with Hannah and Lauren Campbell? Like oh my both gosh. Well, unbelievably well-spoken young women. And uh, the future is bright for both of them, for sure. Yeah, the future bright for athletics across many different uh, genres of sports, if you will. Yeah. Of course, Lauren, a, an extremely talented swimmer heading to Illinois State. That's going to be incredible. Go Redbirds. We got we got to have her back on. We like, Yeah, for sure. You, you got to yeah, remember yeah. to remind me, we got to have her back on as she Don't begins worry. her semester next year. Don't I, worry. I would, we'll get I her would on. love to. I would love yep. to hear all about the facilities. Maybe yep. she can take us on a little tour through the facility. Like that would be really cool. Yeah. And hand is just, she awesome might have a PR can. person by then that we might have to well, go. She should. PR. It might oh be you. Goodness. She you might be a be big wig by then. Come on. You might be doing PR for man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't, I have a, I this is a, this is a fun episode to get us back into 2023. Yes, sir. We appreciate everybody watching us on Whiteman TV. Remember you can watch the show Friday nights at eight, Sunday nights at nine with our friends on Whiteman TV. That's channel six for Whiteman subscribers. We debut on our YouTube channel Friday nights at nine, follow us on social media at instigating pod. We really appreciate our great sponsors. Cool bet. Our friends at the little squash courts, our brand new friends, at Larry Hudson's Chevrolet Buick GMC. If you're looking for a new truck, Clarky Hudson's has it. Hudson's has it. Clarky will hook you up. If I you will. don't have somebody already, a call. Clarky is the guy. Give me a call to or go drop and in. See, call Easy first. Easy place to, be to find 1000 Wallace Avenue, right here in beautiful Listowel, Ontario. Thanks to our new friends over at Larry Hudson's. All right, Clarky, that's it. You got any final thoughts here? Uh, no, 2023 is going to be an amazing year. And it's going to be find the year your glasses. It's going to be the, I'm going to hopefully find my glasses for next show. Um, but I, I, I just think something special is going to happen with my team. I really, really do. And you I know, haven't said that for more than 45 years straight now. So mm, I think this is the time <laughs> I, I've I really do. To you, I've said this to you every year that we've Dude. known each other that yep. you've said that and you've yep. said it every year. Yeah. I hope it happens. I was so happy when they won. I would love for the for the Leafs uh, when the Caps did it. I was ecstatic. I would like for that to happen for you, sir. I That'd just think nice. they are playing the right type of hockey right now. They are. They really are. They are. So there you go. All right. And we're host and we're hosting the right kind of show because because we're the best. Remember that. All right. We are the best. I, I'm here next week and then I'm going to do a show on location. Wow. And I did this last year as well. I'm going to That's leave you with little tease. We'll, we'll reveal it next week. There you go. That's a tease. Thanks for watching, everybody.